First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing. What are you waiting for? Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something Amazing. Matt stolen my chair and I don't <laughs> very much like it. I feel really relaxed right now. Also, AI is now being used in fashion, fashion, fashion. I'll teach you some science behind probably your favourite smell. Also, to find the alleged Golden State Killer, police first found his great, great, great grandparents. That and... Relaxation and friendship this week on Something, Something Amazing. Amazing. Oh my goodness, that Sorry. king chair has to go. Hello and welcome to Something, Something amazing. amazing. My name is Amberly Carl. I'm Matt Saracini. What is Something Amazing? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, basically, me, Amberly Carl, and Matt Saracini come to this room every week. Uh, and we, <laughs> it's, just, it's just my house. And we, <laughs> it's this a very specific room. room. Uh, Our studios from the world-famous studios of Something Amazing. It's time for Something Amazing. Yes, and we come together in this room and we bring each other... This chair uh, is nice. Okay, you may have noticed something. Let me let me this get this out first. Great. Matt, Matt Saracini. Yeah. God, just because you're in the king chair doesn't mean you are now the king of derailing. It makes you really want to interrupt people, this chair. <laughs> okay, so for those of you returning, yes, Matt is in the king chair today. That's why he has a cavalier attitude and why I'm a bit more on the ball, as you may notice. <laughs> for those of you who are new, the king chair is this comfortable armchair that sits in the world-famous Something Amazing studio. <laughs> um, and usually, Amberly's in it. In it. And I'm in... You can't even string a sentence together. (laughs) But it's so comfortable. Yeah. And it makes you feel really casual. Really casual and really high status. Anyway, shut up. What is something amazing? (laughs) Basically, we come together, we bring each other a fact, a story, a tidbit, only one rule, and that one rule is it must be something something amazing. amazing. Now, that was a very efficient... Uh, Thank you. I'm sitting in a normal chair. I feel like I must drive things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what that's called? I feel in, immense pressure. This is no fun. Do you know what that's called in radio terms? What you're doing right now? Not being the fool. <laughs> it's called being the anchor. Oh. So, you're the anchor of the show. The boring one. The straight man. <laughs> No. I hate it. Anchors can contribute and be funny. I miss my chair. <laughs> um, anyway, do you want to, to kick off a fact or is should this I? Be, is this... Is this um, oh God, I'm sorry. You, see? Yeah, it gets you that king chair. Yeah. Yes, I do want to kick off a fact. Thank yeah, you, Amberly. Is this really hard to like be pep- peppy and know where your sentence is going? I manage it. Mm. <laughs> I do. I'm pep... <laughs> I'm the Pep King. I'm the Pep King in the King chair. That's a drug term. Pep King? Yeah. What does it mean? It means somebody who deals crack. Pep King? No, don't just made that up. Oh, I'd believe it. <laughs> this chair is great for improvising. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go first. Uh, All right. <laughs> didn't you offer? I thought you offered. How have you been going, Matt Saracini? What's it in your life? Well, I was looking at our facts the other day, like where the listeners come from. Yeah, where? And there was one really weird country. Azerbaijan? 
No. Uh, Tanzania. Do you actually want me to find out? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so most of our listeners are from Australia. Classic. Then, then United How States. How many from Perth? Because we do talk a lot about Perth. Then nine in Mexico. Oh, cool. If you're, if you're one of those nine in Mexico, you should email us. Hello, something amazing at gmail.com. Then seven in Canada. Yeah, well, Alison. That's Alison. Yeah. Then two in Japan. Oh, awesome. I'm going to Japan <laughs> next year. Let, uh, me, let me know who you are. Two in Vietnam. Mm, cool. And then one in New Zealand. That's so cool. So it was We Brazil. have friends all over the world, Matt, but they don't email us. <laughs> I just, what, who's listening in Brazil? That one person. Have you seen the movie Brazil? Uh, no. Da-da-da-da-da-da, Brazil. Anyway, what's is your it fact? A, is it a musical? Or no. Is, no okay. That's what I just sing every time I think of the movie Brazil. Cognitive Prints. It's uh, AI tools that IBM is developing for the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. So, here's where it's at now. It's- Let me guess what this is. Okay, go. Okay. They're going to do something like your thought waves or something and turn it into fabric. <laughs> That's like you a have a, you think about You think about a sunny day and then whatever... That conjures up in your brain, they turn into fabric. That's a great idea. Thank That's you. better than this. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're welcome, IBM. <laughs> what you're meant to be able to do is take a photo of a shirt or a dress and it'll show you similar garments. Shazam! Shazam, Shazam. But also- and Alex Shazam, you've got yourself a new, new shorts. You can also search for images with specific elements. Now, I'd never heard of any any of these fashion terms before now. Leather. Mandarin collars. <laughs> no idea. Uh, gladiator laces. Oh, I know that, yes. What's that? What are they? You know those sandals that, like, go up the leg? Okay. Oh, are they gladiator laces? Yeah, I think. I- <laughs> well, they're gladi- gladiator sandals, so I assume. Fleur-de-lis prints. No idea. No idea, Something yeah. floral. So, you could, like, search for that and say, show me your anything yellow that looks like that. Yeah. Uh, it can also design I want to know what a mandarin collar is. Mandarin is orange. I reckon it might be the, you know, the collars that are just like uh, oh. like a priest almost, like collar. the priest around. Collar, not colour. <laughs> they said, I wonder what a mandarin colour is. I was like, orange. <laughs> it's orange. Obviously. <laughs> You're the one who said Mandarin collar first. Yeah, I know. I didn't put two anyway, together. Anyway, I think it might be the, you know, like the priest collar around. like oh. Almost like a turtleneck, but a stiff turtleneck. What that's, do you call that's that? That's what a I priest assume. collar? Whoever named it, named whatever they wanted. Yeah. yeah. That's the best thing about discovering something. You get to name it. Yeah. Even a deadly virus. <laughs> Did you, you know that the guy who invented Pilates was Joseph Pilates? What would you name a deadly virus? Oh, well, I think my last name works well. (laughs) (laughs) It's Cull. Yeah. For those of you who have just joined the podcast, (laughs) Emily Cull, the Cull virus. I mean, if it's a deadly virus, it would make sense to have Cull in it. That's that's, that's terrific. Yeah. And then everyone will be like, oh, is that because it kills a lot of people? And you'll be like, no, named it after myself. (laughs) And then the poor person who has it and has to tell their family and is trying to like let them down like easy. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the Cull virus. Oh, no. Anywho. So, what they want it to be able to do as well is design patterns itself based on any image data uh, a user can input into it. So, it could be architectural images, amoebas, sunsets. Amoebas? They were the three examples they gave. When I take, well, whenever I see a good amoeba, I always take a photo of it. 
That's for sure. <laughs> it's a collaboration between IBM and the Fashion Institute of Technology, or FIT, for sure. <laughs> you were just going to say between uh, IBM and fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was trained using 100,000 print swatches from 10 years of winning Fashion Week entries. Do you think you get fashion, though? Because I don't get fashion. Well, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's like art. I don't get it. So, apparently, it's meant to be an inspiration thing, but also it's meant to stop you accidentally plagiarizing. Oh. Like, for example, Gucci was recently accused of ripping off designs from the Taylor Dapper Dan. Oh, Dapper Dan. <laughs> and since then, they've launched a collaboration because they were like, let's put our little Michaela let's and call Bermuda the whole beef thing aside off. and let's instead collaborate. Yeah, right. Uh, because I remember that we used to, we, when, we, when you write uh, essays, you do that. Like, you put it into the system to make sure that you haven't... That's your generation. We never had that system. Yeah, right. So you could just plagiarise as much as you wanted. I got in trouble once for plagiarising. Did you? Did you actually plagiarise? Well, no, is, oh. is the official answer. No, no. But the person who I was accused of plagiarising with, I did go to all the classes with and lived with and we took days off work together so to work on the assignments. So it's even more... But we worked on separate assignments. I think life conspired. Oh, of course, when yeah. You, when you live the same life as somebody, mm, how Then you are the same person, I guess. How different Can't could your answers... Can't have your own answers, original thought. How different could your answers truly be over... Just like how two people in a relationship are just the same person. A mere 800 words. There's only <laughs> so many things you can talk about yeah, in Yeah, you're time. right. The English language is pretty limited. We don't have that many words. Anyway, we were cleared of any misconduct, I'll have you know. Oh, but good. I remember at the same time that I was getting in trouble for academic collusion I was also having a really great time at the comedy festival Mm. and I remembered thinking everything I've ever made that's good has been with somebody else Ah, so why collaboration yeah so why am I listening to someone telling me off for saying you shouldn't work with people when that's all I want to do with my life Oh, it was a real turning point. Yeah. I'm glad that Dapper Dan and Gucci are finally collaborating and putting aside their differences. Thank goodness. Um, When was that feud ever going to end? So the dream is that they can teach the tool to design entire garments given just a few specifications. So you could type in... robots are coming. Red red one-shoulder dress with ruffled hem and then bam, computer makes you a dress. Bam. Bam. And then 3D prints it. Yeah. Yeah, and so AI has been exploding in fashion for in recent years. Oh, no, someone fix it. <laughs> so Tommy Hilfiger partnered the materials with- materials don't go well with combustion. Tommy Hilfiger, I'm just going to sail on past this, partners with IBM and Fit to use AI to help identify trends in real time for a quicker design to store time. Amazon has created its own AI designer as well, capable of generating new garments. And then, I guess, just sell it straight on the the Amazon store. Indian designers Shane and Fulgani Peacock used the platform Watson to search a half century of Bollywood and high fashion images, some 600,000 in total, to help them create a new East meets West collection. Yeah, but where's the true art? (laughs) How will they have Project Runway? If it's just robots. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch Project Runway with the robots. <laughs> There's a sketch in that. Muchanita Kutfunde, the founder and editor-in-chief of the technology and fashion site Fashionerd, <laughs> says AI is becoming common at the retail end of fashion with stores using algorithms to predict customers' needs. It's also being used in attempts to create more sustainable materials, an important consideration in an industry that's one of the world's top polluters. 
But Cap Funday, that's fun to say, Cap Funday thinks it will be a while before AI tools like Cognitive Prints are ready to design quality garments on their own. The idea of using technology to design a perfect dress, well, it sounds great in theory, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. It's not easy to implement, she says. We will still need the human touch. Beautiful. We will still need the human touch. So don't worry, fashion designers of the world, you're not going out of business yet. But maybe you are. Okay, next uh, fact. Okay. Hey, Matt Sartini. Yes. What's one of your favourite smells? Oh, great question. Vanilla, as mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, you made vanilla. me a beautiful candle. Yep. For Christmas, yeah. thank you for that. No, it was for oh, it was for Christmas. It, it was, was for, for something cr- amazing Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Something uh, amazing Christmas special. That's right. Other than that, freshly mowed grass. Yes, I love the smell of Vicks Vapor Rub. Okay, you're not saying the one I want you to say. That and fresh cocaine. No. Okay. <laughs> how about the smell of rain? Oh, I love the smell of rain. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever wondered why everyone loves the smell of rain? Got it in one. <laughs> Do, isn't it? There's something about the smell of rain is also the smell of ants or something. <laughs> what? No, maybe I've just completely made up that fact. The smell of rain and the smell of ants. The same as smell of ants. Because I do think that ants have a really specific smell, and it's not the smell of rain. It's almost like a metallic smell, right? I'm going to Google that just to see if there's any hints. Because that, you know how your brain sometimes says, "This is something." Yeah, it's definitely not something. Smell of rain. Smell of ants. I mean, maybe we've come accidentally come by another amazing fact. No. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't the smell of rain the same as the smell of ants? There's a lot of things about how ants predict rain, but nothing about the smell being the same. Great. Okay, well, I'll keep doing my fact then. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of me just inventing facts. Okay, okay, no, you do your actual research facts. So, the smell of rain is the same of the smell of sadness. No, I'm kidding. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, some scientists believe that uh, we inherited an affection for the scent um, because our ancestors relied on rainy weather um, for their survival. Oh... (laughs) It's like, get planting your crops, the rains are here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or okay. is it like, run, rain? Which one is it? Uh, I think it's more like, yay, rain. Yay, rain. Yeah, we're about to have, have bountiful food. Yeah, the crops are here. Well, less crops. Remember that ad where they where it was for a the juicy corn? corn? Yeah. yeah. And there Marge, were ki- the rains are here. Marge, the rains are here. It's probably That's- the most quotable ad other than Not Happy Jam. I reckon, for us Australians anyway. Yeah, sorry for the six people <laughs> in Mexico and the one person in New Zealand just- and the seven people in Canada. <laughs> go to YouTube. And, and the three type- people in Vietnam. McCain. Oh my goodness. Rains are ear, like here, but without an H. But it's one of those things that, like, revisiting it, you probably, it's probably only, it's probably only for you because it's nostalgic. YouTube. I don't think the ad itself is necessarily anything special. YouTube search for uh, McCain, kids eating corn, rain, tin Just roof. Just watch a bunch of kids eating corn and you've basically got it. <laughs> so, the king chair is really fun. I like the king chair. So... I feel drunk. Yeah, this king chair has gone to your head. <laughs> I feel great. Your big king head. <laughs> oh, great. I can wear a crown on my king head. Yeah, you would suit a crown right now. Oh, terrific. <laughs> I'd love a crown. Thank you. Anyway... Are you insulting me? I guess I'll find out in the edit. <laughs> what? 
because I have no idea what's going on. But like, right you now. can see me and and see how I'm acting towards you. In the edit, you won't get the the body language. Ah, the body language is all positive, folks. <laughs> Note to self, Amberly's body language was tipped up. Great. Okay. Can I do my fact? Sure. <laughs> wow. It's really, it's really off-putting when someone just derails you the whole time, I guess. Yeah, well, welcome <laughs> to my world. So, Petrichor, right? Yes. It's that, the are smell. Are we still talking about rain smell? That's what it's called. Oh, Petrichor. Petrichor. So, Sounds like something that has six cores. Oh, my goodness. No, isn't Petrus... Penta? Petra. Penta, Petra. I have no idea. No, I don't What's think Petra... What's the pentatonics? That's five? Yeah, that's five. Petra. I think, Petra, I think... Petra is a character in A Little Night Music. Yeah, she I don't think Petra is a She sings The Miller's Son. I shall marry <laughs> the Miller's son. <laughs> I think Petra is not a counting word, but I'm just trying to make it a counting word. Petrichor mm. lingers when rain falls after a prolonged dry spell. Mm. And it was coined in 1964 by two Australian scientists ah, studying the smell of wet weather. And Were it's they derived- doing the McCain ad? <laughs> that probably, no, that would have been the 80s, right? Yeah, it looked yeah. 80s. Yeah. Um, Early 90s, maybe. Yeah, so it was derived from a pair of chemical reactions. So some plants secrete oils during dry periods, and when it rains, these oils are released into the air, and the second reaction that creates petrichor occurs uh, when chemicals produced by soil-dwelling bacteria known as, uh-oh, you got to say it. Actinomycetes. Sound it out. Actinomycetes. What a scientist. Actinomycetes. And another morning to you um, are released. These aromatic compounds combine to create the pleasant petrichor scent when rain hits the ground. Wow. So, so now that's when, one scent. When that happens, but there's I can another go, scent. That's the petrichor. That's the petrichor. But there's another scent, right? You hit me. Okay. So, another scent associating with rain is ozone. So during ozone, yes, as in the thing that has a hole in it. Yes, especially over us. Yeah. The the, th- the six of you in Mexico and the one of you, you in New understand. Zealand and the three of you in Japan and three of you in Vietnam and the seven of you in Canada. You wouldn't understand. Our UV ratings are through the roof. Because we're under a big old hole. Yes. And anyway. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so during a thunderstorm, lightning can split oxygen and nitrogen molecules in the atmosphere and they can turn um, and in turn can recombine into nitric oxide. This substance interacts with other chemicals in the atmosphere to form ozone, which has a sharp smell reminiscent of chlorine. Mm. So when someone says they can smell rain coming, it may be that wind from an approaching storm has carried ozone down from the clouds and is in and into the person's nostrils. Wow. So that's the two smells of rain. Oh, so they're, they're working together? No, they're separate. Oh. But it's a co-op effort that gives you that smell. No. <laughs> no, okay. Petrichor's separate to ozone. Okay. Yeah. But maybe that's what the ants were smelling. They were smelling the ozone, and that's how they knew there was rain coming. Did you know that the smell of rain is actually the smell of ants? <laughs> that's you know what that? we've learned that, from my facts. Did you know that? So glad we had this chat. <laughs> this chat's great. <laughs> um, okay, this next fact is nuts. Great. It starts not nice. Oh, no. Can you start it nice? Start it nice instead. Okay. No, I can't. It's, real bad. it's about murder. I can't oh, start a knife. Yeah, okay. Have you heard about the Golden State Killer? No. Okay, so it was all in the news really recently. Um, it was this serial killer, awful. He was active doing crimes, 1976 to 1986. Mm-hmm. How are they not made a movie about him? Well, they, they might make a movie about how they caught him. Mm. Because what they did was... 
after four decades of having no leads or anything, a really smart person said... Just like me? We've got this DNA from the crime scene. No answer. Okay. <laughs> You're very smart. Thank you. There's, we, got this, we got this DNA from the crime scene. Some hair or some skin and or some nails. run it through the criminal databases. Mm. We're not finding any matches, whatever. How about this? There's a website called GED Match, which is all about people uploading their own DNA data to find out their ancestors. Mm-hmm. What if we upload the killer's data to this ancestry search site? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so they- Like ancestry.com. Yes. Yeah. A version of that. Mm. And so then they found 10 or 20 distant relatives of the killer. Yeah. And so, what they did is then they built a massive family tree. Yeah. Starting with the great, great, great grandparents mm. of the killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who they found the match for. And then, then they started building it out and saying, okay, that person, whose kids did they have? Whose kids did they have? And then they got down to today mm. and then found about a thousand people who the murderer could be. Yeah, that's it. I mean, from ev- anyone to a thousand is pretty good. Good, yes. Yeah. So, they narrowed it down. Then, they combined that 1,000 people combined with data they knew yeah. about the killer. Where, like, well, they were in Vanuatu. Yeah, yeah, where they were active at the time. So then They're they, allergic to peanuts, but they did one of the murders at a peanut factory. <laughs> so, then they got it down to two oh, wow. people. Two yeah. people. And so, the police are starting to- So, either it's like, hey, welcome, here's your long lost brother, he's yeah. a murderer, <laughs> or hey, you're a murderer. So, <laughs> long, like, like you have a common ancestor <laughs> about a thousand years ago, but- But don't uh, worry, because he's a massive murderer. So- they were left with, with two people that fitted the profile. Fitted? Fat. That fit that the fit. profile. Fit like fashion in technology, whatever that was yeah, called that, before. that was it. They had another suspect that looked really promising on paper, but was eventually eliminated because they DNA tested a relative. Oh, okay. So they were like, I think it's person A. Let's test person A's brother Mm-mm. because they uh, consent. No, it's not. Can't be person A. So it must be this person B. And then they start digging into him and finding all these, like, weirdo things that he did in his life, and Mm. then they arrested him. And now, at 76 years of age, 40 years after these crimes, he's finally stood up in court. Now, here's the question. Is this okay? Yes. Why? Why is it not okay? Because when you give your data to an ancestral website... You are not consenting to it to be used for law enforcement. Yeah, but he's a big baddie. I agree. I agree. But privacy advocates are saying that there needs to be limits. But what I say to those people is, why are you trying to help a serial killer? (laughs) Yeah, what have you got to hide, (laughs) you crazy people? So, there'll probably be legal challenges in this case. It's really interesting that they cracked it using a family DNA hereditary search site. Mm. But still... Um, people were saying that, like, you know how Facebook's in trouble? Because you there was data that people thought was private that was being used for another purpose? Yeah. How is this not exactly the same? Because serial killers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see your line of argument, and I like it. Speaking of bees. Yes. 
How bees revealed a pot farm beneath maraschino cherries. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I wanted to help the bees, but now they might be a rat. <laughs> yeah, but... Then the bees are like- narcs, man. The bees are narcs. Bury your pot. So there were these red bees, right? Um, red bees. Never heard of such a thing. So they actually weren't red, but what was happening is like bees are basically translucent. So the honey in their stomachs was red, making them look red. Really? So are bees yellow because they got yellow honey? I guess so. No. I think they probably still have like, I don't know. I guess so. that's what this is saying. Okay. Okay. So were it not for the red bees of Red Hook, Arthur Mondella might still be Brooklyn's own cherry king and New York City's number one pot grower. Oh, no. <laughs> so this guy was running a maraschino cherry factory whilst also secretly operating New York City's biggest ever marijuana farm in the basement. Good idea. <laughs> There's your legal front. I'm just selling but cherries, then, man. And like he would have been fine, but then everyone's like, how come these bees are red? And high. <laughs> um, so there was a guy who owned the bees, right? And he noticed that his bees were producing like this bright red gunk instead of honey. Yeah. And, and they were red. And yeah. he was like, what's going on? And so they, they thought, oh, maybe they're red because of maraschino cherries, mm. right? Because there are factories around. Yeah. Um, which, which brought them to the cherry factory, right? Time to research some bees. <laughs> Let's really poke around the bees. Why are you being so weird, Arthur? We're just researching bees in your cherry factory. <laughs> so we invited this guy in, right? Because he didn't want the bees coming in and like getting into the jars and ruining everything, right? But what the, the bee- jars of pot or the jars of cherries? The jars of cherries. Okay. Because <laughs> they were like um, drinking the runoff. It was apparently of the case. Of the cherries or the of pot? Of the cherries. Okay. And so he allowed, allowed unrestricted uh, and unaccompanied access to all areas of the property, right? Oh, idiot. <laughs> yeah, I Rookie know. Rookie mistake, Arthur. So other just things of, of note is that the um, building was outfitted with cameras and motion detectors as well as razor wire on the roof. <laughs> this seems like a lot for a cherry <laughs> for some factory. maraschino cherries. <laughs> guess they are very important ingredients in <laughs> cakes. Also, uh, the informant said that the entrance to the underground farm was being um, was behind a set of shells in a garage where Mondella kept several luxury cars because you know that maraschino cherry business. <laughs> uh, so he usually drove a Mercedes, sometimes took out a Porsche when the weather was nice. The cherries, the cherries are going great, that guys. cherry business. Um, and then also in looking for the telltale signs of pot cultivation, the investigators found the factory had really high water usage, though they were like, well, I mean, they produce a billion cherries a year. Yeah. So could, it was a very good front. Yeah, great front. It reminds me of Breaking Bad when there's like the laundromat and they're cooking drugs underneath it. Have you seen Breaking Bad? I have seen Breaking Bad, but it's one of those shows that I watched all of and then forgot everything that happened in it. So every time people are like, yes, that scene, I'm like... I know I've seen that scene, yeah. but I have no memory of it. Oh, maybe you got amnesia. <laughs> I think I do. Too many cherries. Too, I've just been having too many cherries. So they figured out why there was red bees, but that was what tipped them off to start like investigating this place. And mm. they like staked it out for ages and kept noticing weird things, like the luxury cars, like the 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 barbed wire, all that stuff. Yeah, that was like so they were they were they were watching this factory closely, and uh, not being able to to say what it was. And then finally, uh, they noticed that a set of steel shelves was on wheels and he yanked them and they didn't roll. 
And then he noticed that they were held in place by magnets in the way of traps. And the secret compartments had been used to hide guns and drugs. Whoa. So the investigator pulled harder on the shelves and the result was like opening a huge trap. The the shelves swung away to reveal a stairway leading down to a basement. Like before that, they they had had been told this building doesn't have a basement, right? So this is like some Scooby-Doo stuff right now. Scared to step. Down that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the building's official plan said there was no basement. So, yeah, let's go down here. Um, so, then they got a search warrant and they found themselves in a 2,500-square-foot underground marijuana farm, the biggest ever discovered in the city. There are 120 grow lamps and an irrigation system, all of it seemingly more than any one person could install. Big, big operation. It's a shame now that the weed's legal because this would have been really profitable. <laughs> yeah. So, Mandela apparently had just completed a harvest. So, investigators uh, found only three sacks with a total of 100 pounds of marijuana. And they also recovered seeds for 60 kinds of pot and 125,000 in cash. Wow. So Don't he- let anyone in your cherry farm. <laughs> so, he had uh, <laughs> been a uh, making a multi-million dollar illegal operation to accompany the 20 million a year cherry business directly above them. And they say in the days it followed, some liken the case to the TV show Breaking Bad. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So, hang on, how much did he make off cherries? Uh, 20 million. So, you could still have those sports cars with the 20 mil? I guess so. Cherries are, I guess, quite profitable. Yeah. Maybe we should get into cherries. I mean, probably pot is more profitable, let's be honest. Wait till it's legal, I reckon. Just before marijuana was about to become legal. Oh, no. So, now that's a movie. That is a movie, actually. I'd watch that. Yeah. The, and also, it, just having red bees. What would it be called? Cherry on top. Oh, the cherry on top! Because it's on top of the marijuana yes. farm. Oh, oh well mm-hmm. done. Emily mm-hmm. Cole. Thank you. Emily hey, Matt yes, what Emily do you Cole. recommend? I recommend trying out the computer that lets you search fashion. Mm. Just type in some keywords like gladiator laces and see what you see and then tell us because I have no idea what gladiator laces are. I recommend uh, enjoying everything that's around you, whether it's the smell of petrichor or the smell of ozone. (laughs) I recommend smelling some ants. Because it's just like the smell of rain. It's not. I recommend planting some trees because uh, that's very helpful. Or just any plants for bees because the bees are dying and we're all going to die because of it. I recommend searching your family history on a genealogy search site so that if any long distant relatives have committed crimes, they can help be tracked down. I recommend to myself, Amberly, uh, to always sit in the king chair from now on. I recommend not letting Amberly do that. <laughs> I also recommend, especially if you are one of the one people in New Zealand or the six people in Mexico or the three people in Vietnam or <laughs> the, the three people in Japan or the six the place. people in Azerbaijan to, to email us in at hello something amazing. At, at gmail.com. Okay, that's Just write hello something amazing. The internet will get it. <laughs> no, you really need the at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Goodbye.